Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. We're talking about a radical change. Going higher in the Lord Jesus Christ, going from glory to glory. How high do we, as the body of Christ, go before we are counted worthy to enter into the kingdom of God for these tribulation and persecutions that we endure, which are a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God that we might be accounted worthy of the kingdom of God for which we also suffer. That's glory is through sufferings, that is to cease from sin. We see in 1 Peter 4 and verse 1, For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, we are to be therefore likewise minded. For he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Therefore it is a necessary and essential that we crucify and mortify the deeds of the flesh in order to be presented blameless at the coming of the Lord, both spirit, soul, and body. So we're going to reference Paul's visions and revelations of Jesus Christ in 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. Now many believe, because of verse 7, that it's Paul himself. But Paul speaks there in the third person, as another personality. And he's doing that for a reason. Because he's seeing a vision and revelation of Jesus, just as John saw Jesus, and when he saw him in Revelation 19.10, he was about to worship him. When the man looked at John and said, See thou doest it not. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The same is happening here in Second Corinthians, the 12th chapter when Paul comes to visions and revelations of Jesus Christ. When we talk about this thing that he's seen, which is unlawful for a man to speak, it's an oxymoron. It is speaking the things which is not lawful to do. And that is exactly what this man is doing that Paul sees. He's speaking things that are unlawful for a man to speak. In other words, it's not the right season yet, but he's given an insight as one born out of due season. So Paul speaks of this in Hebrews, the ninth chapter, verse 5. Now he's, he's talking about Moses' tabernacle. It has there a worldly, it's a worldly uh, tabernacle with a divine service. And he goes on and says, and it's talking about the Day of Atonement, that in that fifth verse, Hebrews 9, verse 5, that he said the cherubim of glory, shadowing the mercy seat, of which now we cannot speak particularly. Why couldn't he speak particularly of the cherubim? Well, the cherubim there are not imaginary figures. They're not angels. And yet we see that it's referred to as angels in the book of the Revelation, but it's angelos, ones that are sent, but it's a higher glory. Not just the church, the Pentecostal church, as we know now, and we've been seeing through a glass darkly for two days or over 2,000 years, where we are now in the third day. And in that third day, I'll raise you up and you will live in my sight. And we see that in Hosea 6, 1 through 4. Therefore, we are admonished 
Come and let us return to the Lord, the true Lord, Jesus Christ. For he hath torn, not Satan, not the old devil, the serpent, the scorpion, the dragon, God. He hath torn, and he will heal us. He hath smitten, and he will bind us up. He's using a chastening rod and a staff there, chastening, it, chastening us, the body of Christ, so that we will not be condemned with the world. And he goes on and says, After the second day I'll revive you. In the third day, in that third thousandth year, the day of the Lord as a thousand years, I will raise you up, and you will live in my sight. Now, that is not seeing through a glass darkly, having knowledge in part. Whether it be knowledge is so uh, be done away with. A tongue shall cease. Uh, we now, in the Pentecostal realm, see through a glass darkly, but in the tabernacle, feast of trumpets, in that realm of the ministry voice of Jesus, we see through that glass clearly. We all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord, still not of works, lest any man should boast. So therefore, the ones that are seeking God, that have a Jesus-only revelation of Christ, that he alone is God, the blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent, the almighty God, the omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent everywhere, God Almighty, Jesus Christ, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see, we have felt led of the Lord to invite you, who are ministers, are the body of Christ, and some there that do not and are not elders in churches to join us. If you're a minister of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're called for the work of the ministry. We want you to contact us at the email address. It'll be on your screen. Or you can write to him. It'll be on your screen. It'll be under the Jesus Christ International Church. And it'll be a body of believers, of ministers, that will be able to ask questions, give comments, and we will have a fellowship of like-minded believers that believe in the Jesus-only doctrine of Christ. That's the only prerequisite. It will not be a denomination. It'll be simply a fellowship, where a fellowship is simply to know them that labor among us, to have a knowledge of like-minded believers that do not rule or govern in the local churches. If we have a church and wants to be licensed with us, we're going to ask that that church be licensed and titled under Jesus Christ International Church. By doing that, we'll be given a username and password to like-minded ministers of the same faith no two can walk together except they be agreed. We will go into subjects of the present truth and preceding word of God. We believe and know that we are in the last of the last day. And on the 19th of January, 2019, after preaching in the Messiah Tribal Church, the Lord visited us and 
as I was there and under the Holy Ghost there for over two hours. Saw the nations there covered with blood. And uh, the bottom line, the Lord spoke, seal my people by my word. Now that's not of any of our righteousness or holiness, but simply as servants to the body of Christ, as many of you ministers are called to do the same. He said, as I send the angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. That's a profound statement. And we felt the burden of it. And the leading of the Holy Ghost there after uh, several months, we're preparing the Jesus Christ International Church, that website that will be focused and dedicated to the ministers that are like-minded, that have questions. And we will give a username and password to those that freely join up, take license with the Jesus Christ International Church. If you're a pastor, you simply change the name of your church to Jesus Christ International Church. The ones that stay with their churches and their names, we, uh, we respect that. But we want to work with those that want to go on to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. And by doing that, sometimes we have a fellowship of ministers that pastors cannot talk to other people in the congregation because it'll raise doubt. And they're like-minded, just as Paul went to confer with uh, Peter and John at Jerusalem. They gave him the right hand of fellowship, and they know them that labor amongst us. And by doing so, uh, that gives us the ones that we look to for leadership and apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. So therefore, we're starting. Uh, we will be uh, putting that out, uh, these things that are in progress now, to those that are like-minded in the Jesus-only doctrine of Christ to join with us. We'll license you with the Jesus Christ International Church. Uh, you, you'll be given a, a username and password where we ministers will meet. We will uh, be doing an hour uh, streaming, streaming our uh, broadcast to you daily. And... Uh, it will be on that site and in archives that if you have any questions concerning the topic we're, we're covering at that time, you can ask questions. Those that stream in live with us uh, there uh, on Skype, then we can have questions and answers uh, done there while in streaming in the in the actual broadcast the streaming video you can ask questions uh, you can also give comments on the live and uh, at that time by tuning in at the same uh, address that we'll be giving you or we'll be streaming to the Jesus Christ International Church and you will be given the the actual IP address to do that and to be uh, a fellow, uh, servant there with us and asking questions, comments, or whatever the case is, and ministers all throughout 
the international community, the globally. This will be in not only America, but it'll be in India, Africa as well. So we're excited about it. We'll be discussing things that we're talking about today. Somebody said, well, I'm not a preacher, uh, but I'm a minister. Well, then we, we want to openly, cordially invite you to join us. Uh, there is a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and there are those of like mind. The only prerequisite is that you have the knowledge that Jesus Christ is the only God in eternal life. It's the Jesus-only doctrine of Christ that he alone is God. He is the Father. He is the Word. He is the Holy Ghost. He's the Son of God. He's the Son of Man. Different offices, different functions of that Spirit, but Jesus is that Spirit in all offices, which is Christ. And we'll discuss these topics. But focusing on the present truth and the sealing of God's people now in the Revelation 7 sealing, which is essential that we can and will be able to stand in this time of evil, a time of trouble, a time of great tribulation. And we'll be discussing these topics. Just as we're talking today about this visions and revelations that were given to Paul. He also states about that in Hebrews 9, 5, these cherubim, focusing on that. And as he states the cherubim, of glory shadowing the mercy seat, of which he cannot speak particularly. He could not speak particularly about these cherubim. And there's revelation there. These are the redeemed of the Lord. We see in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5. It is visions of God that we see in Revelation, and he is going to seal up the vision and the prophecy. The seals of the Revelation 7 seals of the little book, the Bibliotridion, in the right hand of him that sits upon the throne. Revelation 5. Then we see in Revelation 4 and 5, the four and twenty seats in heaven, where are four and twenty elders, the priesthood. And then we see before the throne, four beasts, four zoe, four living creatures. These are the redeemed of the Lord we see in Revelation 5. They have the face of a lion, man, calf, and eagle, which are the four faces of Jesus, and he is the lion of the tribe of Judah, according to the gospel in Matthew. He is the perfect man, according to the gospel of Luke. I'm sorry, Mark. He is a suffering servant, the ox according to the gospel according to Luke. And he is the flying eagle. And that is according to the Gospel of John, the lion, man, ox, and eagle, there that we see in the cherubim set at the east end of the garden of God, along with a flaming sword, cherubim. Those are four faces, capital C, the divinity, Jesus Christ, manifest, along with a flaming sword, which, you know, which is the word of God. That's Genesis 3.24. And we come into the visions of God that we see of Ezekiel in Ezekiel 1. And in the 30th year of Ezekiel, son of Uzi, in the heavens were open, he see visions of God. And coming out of the fire, color of amber, the hottest fire there is, one in the appearance of a man. 
and these cherubim have four faces, lion, man, ox, and eagle. But it's not capital, capitalized cherubim. It is a small case C, which means the body of Christ has come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ. Now, these are topics that were not to be discussed in Pentecost. It was unlawful for Paul to speak that at that time. He could not speak particularly about the cherubim shadowing the mercy seat. Hebrews 9.5. But also in the visions and revelations given to Paul in 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, when he says, I'll come to visions and revelations of Jesus Christ. Then, and I'm reading particularly what Paul states. And he said, verse 2, I knew a man in Christ. Now that lets us know that it is a body, the body of Christ. A man in Christ. Now, is it this man? It's a certain man. It's the same thing that we see when we find that it was above 14 years ago. Now, he's writing that in somewhere around 55 A.D. or early 56 A.D., carrying him back 14 years because he said uh, above 14 years ago. And that is 14 years ago is a time we don't know a whole lot about Paul's life. But in Galatians 1.21, he tells us about that time that he is in the regions of Syria and Cilicia. Cilicia there, that he has this vision, this revelations. And notice, it's visions and revelations. But it's concerning this man. The same that he speaks of the cherubim in Hebrews 9.5. Shadowing the wing, shadowing the mercy seat. Well, we see that in the olive trees in Revelation 11. Because the cherubim are made out of the olive trees, not the ones in the Ark of the Covenant in the testimony, which are in that of the mercy seat, in the mercy seat, and of the mercy seat. But these are the olive trees, which are the cherubim of a carved work and overlaid with gold, which are ten cubits high with a five cubit wingspan on each wing that goes and touches the other cherubim in the holiest of all, the most holy place, and anoints the most holy. That's the time of the sealing of the vision and the prophecy that we see in Daniel 9.24. It's a time to restore. It's a restoration of the streets and walls, again in Jerusalem. The restoration is very important because the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution or restoration of all things, all truth. We see that in Acts 3, 20 and 21. Well, this is the time he's talking about in the last days when all things will be revealed to the body of Christ in all truth. The Holy Ghost leading us and guiding us into all truth, and we know all things, and all truth is given to us, and no lies of the truth. And it's all in Christ, who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, he is Antichrist that hath denied both the Father and the Son. That lets us know that Christ is all the offices of the Spirit of God in function, which is the Father, Word, Holy Ghost, Son of God, Son of Man, 
Elohim, Jehovah, all the offices of God are but one spirit, which is Christ, in the height, depth, length, and width in the revelation and knowledge of Christ. It's all in him, by him, and through him that will be revealed in these last days for the work of the ministry and this gospel of the kingdom, the true gospel of Jesus Christ, not a trinity, not a binary, not a tunis, not a oneness doctrine of Jesus Christ, but a true Jesus-only doctrine of Christ will be preached to all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. And whosoever overcometh to the end, the same will be saved. So uh, that's the time that Paul was about in uh, that time that he mentions in Galatians 1.21 that he's in the regions of Syria and Cilicia. Well, at that time, he receives this vision, and he knew it. Now, that's not just Gnosko. It's a perfect, certain, expressed knowledge. Not just Gnosko, but Ido. I knew a man in Christ. That that is determined will be done. It's certain. And that certain man is a wonderful number, or the revealer of secrets that we see in Daniel 8. I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago. Now, Paul said, whether in the body or out of the body, or whether out of the body, I cannot tell. And he says, God knoweth. That is, I do again. In other words, this is a perfect express, that distinct truth. And says, such as one caught up to the third heaven. Now that caught up is harpezo. It's a Greek word. That means caught up or take it by force. The kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force or caught up in the Holy Ghost truth. It's not something in the natural realm. Our weapons of our carnal warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. It's a whirlwind of the Holy Ghost. It is... Uh, the mighty shaking wind, the suddenly that God will do here in the last days to those that prepare themselves and have oil in their lamps. The oil is the truth of the word. We're sealed by that word. For the ministers, for us to gather together in one, and we will be streaming one hour daily to all ministers that join with us in the Jesus Christ International Church, you may be an evangelist and uh, you travel from church to church and you want to license with us. Here again, uh, it's for the word's sake. We're going to be sharing the word with you. You simply contact us and become a member, carry a license with the Jesus Christ International Church. It's a fellowship, not a denomination. We don't govern or rule in your local affairs and your local assemblies or your local churches. That's done by the elders of the church, setting up the gospel way, the way that Paul stated to Titus and Timothy uh, in the church. That would be local church government. But the revelation is to all. The revelation is to be in the body of Christ to all. And he says, such as one caught up to the third heaven. Now the Jews will say that there are seven heavens. But Jesus 
has been exalted above the heavens because he's the creator of all. He created the heavens and the earth. Howbeit, this is one cut up to the third heaven, and this is the revelation that he sees in this man. This man is one in the image of Jesus Christ. We see that in uh, Revelation 19.10. John saw it. He saw a man. He was about to worship him. He said, See thou doest it not. And I am of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren. I'm in Christ. I'm one of you. Same as this man. I knew a man in Christ. The same that John saw. I'm of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren. He's in Christ. That have the testimony of Jesus. Then says, worship God, not worship me. Worship God. Then he goes on and says, what the testimony of Jesus is. It's the faith that was once delivered to the saints. That's the testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy, small s. We cannot understand the words of the book of this prophecy without having this testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy being led into by the Holy Ghost and all truth. And that is not seen through a glass darkly, but all truth given to us. In 2 Corinthians 3, it states that God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earth and vessels, that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. What does it reveal? The Lord is that spirit. We know that he is the father of glory. There are many that are born again that because they will not go on in truth in running this race unto the finish line. All running a race, but only one winneth the prize. We must continue. If we continue in God's word, then we'll know the truth, and truth will make us free. Then you will be my disciples. You notice in Matthew 7, these are born-again Christians. And he goes on and states that because some will say, well, they really weren't born again. They really didn't have a faith in Jesus. They really weren't circumcised in their heart by baptism in the name of Jesus Christ where the body of the sins of the flesh cut off by baptism, water, being born of the water, and having the Holy Ghost, born of the Spirit. But they certainly did. Matthew 7, Jesus said that not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven because you did not do the will of God. Then he lets us know these are born-again believers. Then they will begin to profess unto Jesus. And Lord, we have prophesied in your name. You can't do a work or a miracle in Jesus' name and speak lightly of him. You can't call him Lord except by the Holy Ghost, a spirit leading you in that revelation that Jesus is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. And Jesus said, not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord, Call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved, delivered. And that's so-so, that you're delivered, saved, and uh, uh, in whatever situation you're in. And these certainly were born again. But Jesus stated, because you didn't go on and do the will of God. Not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, these are born again believers. May, be, may enter into the kingdom of God because you did not do the will of God. The kingdom of heaven 
in that final state of glory, you were not able to enter in, and they were children. How do we know they're children? Because the little children, their sins are forgiven for his name's sake. They're born again. 1 John 2, 12 through 14. And they have known the Father. I write to you little children because you've known the Father. Jesus said, if you'd have known me, you'd have known my Father. And uh, he said, except you believe that I am he, John 8, 24, you shall die in your sins. Well, they know that he's the Father. They call him Lord. And no man can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost. These, even though they call him Lord, still are not able to enter in. Now, that is critical that we do the will of God. He's stating that. That you can't just have the Holy Ghost being born again and not seek and do the will of God. You started the ways. You did certainly enter in, born of the water and the Spirit. You go into the next step where you know he's the Lord. You call him Lord. You say to him, Lord, Lord. No man can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God gives you that revelation. But they did not do the will of God. They, then they profess unto Jesus, Lord, we have done many wonderful works in your name. We have prophesied in your name. We are born again. We prophesied in your name. And we cast out devils in your name. Well, they certainly had faith. Faith worketh by love. The only problem is they did not go on and do the will of God. And that is by the word of God being strong in them and overcoming the wicked one, crucifying the flesh with the affections and the less mortifying the deeds of the flesh and being led of the Spirit of God, as many as are led of the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. They didn't do it. They were born again. They had the Holy Ghost. But they did not do the will of God in working out their own salvation with fear and trembling. For it's God that worketh in us, both the will and the do of his good pleasure. They didn't do it. They not, maybe they didn't know they were to have a specific specific measure of faith in particular to do a call in the Lord Jesus Christ and the body of Christ, making their calling and election sure in the Lord Jesus. Now, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. You've got the Holy Ghost. Now be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for you is. That's the only way you can prove the will of God and do his will is through the word of God, seeking him diligently for your calling and your specific, specific will of God for your life. And then do it. These didn't do it. They had on the lamp, but not enough. They didn't do the will of God. There are ten virgins, five wise, five foolish. They're all virgins. They're all born again. The difference is we have to go on in the Lord Jesus unto, unto perfection, unto the measure of the stature of fullness of Christ, weaned from the milk and a full age. The little children, the children of the king, will be cast out. We must go on unto perfection. And Jesus is coming back for a church without spot, without blemish. And anybody says differently, there will find that God's looking for perfect works. We see that in Revelation 2nd and 3rd chapter. I know thy works. And every Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, 
uh, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. First thing Jesus says, I know thy works. I have not found them perfect. Said Ephesus, repent, do your first works over, or else I'll come and remove your candlestick out of its place. Then you have no light. With Jesus, it's all or nothing. We must do the will of God. Now, I know that's hard for some to believe, but that is the truth. And you would think that the ones that have done many wonderful works in the name of Jesus, well, Ephesus, they labored in the Lord, kept, kept faith in his name. But Jesus said, I have somewhat against you. He found those to be false apostles. But he said, I have somewhat against you. You've left your first love. You let the world creep in. Repent and do your first works over. Works? Somebody said, well, I didn't know works had to go anything to do with it. That's the will of God in doing the will of God. Not calling him Lord, Lord, and why you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I tell you. We have to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. We must do the will of God. Not a hearer the word, but a doer. He said, with your lips you draw close to me. With your heart and your works you deny me. It's in the works we deny him. So we have to be obedient unto righteousness, Romans 6. And whosoever will yield our members as servants to obey, obedience. Him are the servants to whom we obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness. It's very critical, essential for salvation to be able to enter in. We must walk in the light as he's in the light. And that's present truth in the preceding word of God, and man will live. For every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's the reason we are starting this Jesus Christ International Church in the, the own uh, website for ministers and anyone that is apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher to have a communion with other ministers in these things and their safety in a multitude of counselors. And we will be at least one hour a day focusing on the present truth in this word of God on the book of the revelation. And we have to be very uh, broken, humble and contrite and walk softly before the Lord. Because if we breach this word in the revelation and we add to it, the plagues of this book will be added to us. Or if we take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, our names will be blotted out of uh, the holy city and out of the book of life. It's very serious. We're dealing with the heartstrings of God, the seals of God in the Bibliaridian, the little book. And that is a must for the Christian. They think you're already pre-tribulation raptured out of it. It's not so. So therefore, please contact us. Become a member with us. You're a minister. Let's get in there together. Know them that labor amongst us. And... I know that as we contact each other and know that the labor among us and the questions are answered and aren't what's aren't and all thereby will be sharpened then preparing for the work of the ministry for the perfecting of the saints. The body of Christ must come unto perfection. Well, that's exactly what is happening with that Revelation 19.10 man. John sees a perfect spotless Church grown up into Jesus in all things, not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. He's about to worship him. If anybody knew Jesus, John did. John the, John the Revelator, John the Apostle, the disciple whom Jesus loved. But he says, See thou doest it not. I am of thy fellow servant, and I have thy brother. 
I'm in Christ just like you. I just have a higher revelation in glory. There's visions of Jesus and revelations of Jesus and obedience that he has acquired and obtained through faith, not through his own works, but but through this righteousness of God by faith that he has obtained. And he has this testimony of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy. And that is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. We see that, Revelation 12, the ones that keep the, the remnant of her seed, the church of the living God, then the remnant of her seed that keep the commandments of God, those that love God, keep his commandments, not national Israel, the church. Those that love God keep his commandments, and these, they keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. They have the testimony of Jesus? Yes. That's the faith. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, Revelation 19.10. We see that in Revelation 12, but take a look at Revelation 14, verse 12. The redeemed of the Lord, which keep the commandments of God, they love God, and have the faith of Jesus. What's the faith of Jesus? The testimony of Jesus. What's that faith? Being led into all truth. Growing up in him in all things. Where we're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. For the Spirit speaketh expressly. 1 Timothy 4.1 That some in the last days shall depart from the faith, given heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. That's the reason it's, so in, it's a necessity to be sealed with the Word of God. That after you have received the Word of God, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. But it's progressive. You go from babies to little children. Little children know that He is the Father of glory. They know He's the Lord. But not all the same to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. But only those that do the will of God. Those will profess unto Jesus, Lord, we've done many wonderful works in your name, prophesied in your name, Cast out devils in your name. Jesus said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Lawlessness. You weren't led of the Spirit of God in obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. He's stating it there. But the ones that do, he said, then that enter thou into the joy of the Lord, and because well done, you have not only heard the word of God, but you have kept it, in obedience and done the will of God. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. The servants of God are sealed in their forehead. Revelation 7. God's doing it now. Though it is imperative that we enter in. Again, we're going to ask you to become a member with us. You're a minister of God. Let's get together. We'll do it under Jesus Christ International Church. Somebody said, well, I'm already licensed. Well, uh, you want to be a, a part of us? Well, uh, we're, we're giving you a cordial invitation. If you'd like to stay where you're at, well, that's certainly a well. Uh, we will uh, do everything we can to pray for you and to lift you up in the Lord Jesus Christ. But those that believe there's more and want fellowship with like-minded believers, we want you to license with us. Jesus Christ International Church, there, the website, you'll be given username, password, where we will be streaming daily to you. And then questions, answers, you know, comments, 
being made, sharing with others uh, in this last day work of the ministry. Uh, we want to hear from you, and uh, but the Lord has dealt with us to stream these live broadcasts over the sites that will be given to individual ministers that we all can grow up into him in all things and lead the body of Christ into all truth, not through our works of righteousness, which we have done, but by faith, the righteousness of God by faith, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and that worketh by love. Well, we see here this man, this man that John saw in Revelation 19.10, the same man that is that like-minded in the four faces of Jesus in the cherubim in Hebrews 9.5. The cherubim of glory shadowing the mercy seat. It is not Pentecost. It is the feast of trumpets, the ministry voice of Jesus. I hire glory, throne room glory, rather than Pentecostal glory, throne room glory. Gone within the sanctuary, within to a higher revelation in the throne room, the proceeding word of God. Things are greater in depth, and we must receive these things. And Paul said, I saw it. I knew this man. He was caught up, not raptured, but in that harpezo, it's a caught up in a higher glory through the word of God and truth and glory, going from glory to glory, higher glory than Pentecostal glory. It's a tabernacle glory. They're not Pentecostals, they're tabernacleists. It's a higher glory. And those are what we are focusing on in this season of God in the Feast of Trumpets, the ministry voice of Jesus for those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. We're your servants for you. Pop the rags on your shoes. That's our job. And we want to gather the ministers together of like-minded faith and no two can walk together except to be agreed. Well, Paul sees it. One caught up. Caught up into paradise. And we know paradise was lost. And Jesus then took the keys of death, hell, and the grave and moved it there into heaven in the paradise of God now. And uh, we see that he was caught up into paradise, the heavenly realm, the third heaven, and heard unspeakable words. Unspeakable words, yes. Notice that John was about to write what the seven thunders uttered, their voices. But John, no, do not write it. Not write it? Why? Because it's coming through the little book, the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things, which must shortly come to pass and signified it by his angel unto John. John is in the spirit of Elijah in the last day, which will forerun the second advent of Jesus Christ. For the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restoration or restitution of all things, all truth. Well, that is, the body of Christ will receive all truth before Jesus' second advent, when he comes the second time without sin and salvation. Well, that's what he's doing now. Paul sees it. 
but it's unspeakable words. Therefore, John in Revelation 10 has to take the little book out of the angel's hand. And it's given to him to eat all of it. Not part of it, all of it, all truth, all things. And it'll be sweet to his mouth as honey, bitter to his belly. And that honey is the revelation of the word of God, just as Jonathan, son of Saul, in that battle against the Philistines, puts forth his sword into the honey and touched his lips and his eyes were open. It's revelation. <clears throat> we see it in Isaiah 7. <clears throat> a virgin shall conceive, bring forth a son, call his name Emmanuel. Butter and honey shall everyone eat that's left in the land, the remnant. Butter and honey shall everyone eat there to, and to refuse the evil and choose the good. And only God is good. They have their senses exercised that they can discern both good from evil. It's through the honey, the revelation of the word of God and the butter, the fatness of the word, the, uh, the powers of the of the world to come and they tasted of the good word of God. Well, that's where we are. God's given it to us now to those that have an ear to hear. Well, he saw this man, Jesus ahead and we, the body of the Christ and a higher glory. He's seeing not a Pentecostal man, but a tabernaclist. He's seeing one that's grown up into the image of Jesus Christ and all things and all truth unto a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And they have the knowledge of the Son of God. That's not just knowing him after the Spirit and not after the flesh, but it's epigenosco, coming into the image of Jesus Christ. And we see that in 2 Corinthians 3. And God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Well, there's four faces there. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, land of the tribe of Judah, man, there in the gospel according to Mark, then the ox suffering sever in the loop, and the eagle in John. And now we're in those same faces. God has shown forth his glory in that face of Jesus Christ and the four faces given to us in the cherubim, capital C in Genesis 3.24 and a flaming sword turning every which way to keep the way of the tree of life. Now, we are grown up in him in all things and all truth. And we are the cherubim. Those are the two olive trees, the two candlesticks, the two witnesses, which is the Spirit of God and the body of Christ. We read that and see that in John 8. They came to Jesus and they said, Lord, uh, Jesus, you bear record yourself. Your record is not true. Jesus said, though I bear record myself, my record is true because I'm not alone. You think I'm just a man. But, I am one that bear with record, and my father that sent me, he bear record. Then he goes on and states the witnesses that we are going to refer to in Revelation 11. He changes the record to witnesses that lets us know what the witnesses are. It's written in your law, the witness of two men is true. He changes the record to witness. I am one that beareth witness of myself. That's the body of Christ. Flesh, Jesus come by water and blood. He's in that flesh, revealed. And my Father that sent me, he beareth witness of me. There's your other witness. The body of Christ and Spirit of God. That's the two witnesses that we see in Revelation 11. Give power to my two witnesses. 
Who are they? The two olive trees. What's that? Those are the ones that have grown up into Jesus and all things and all truth. They're the cherubim. They're full grown. They're the two olive branches. They're the two olive branches of Zechariah 4 that are before the throne of God. They empty out of themselves the golden oil. Why are we doing this Jesus Christ International Church and licensed ministers to have a fellowship meeting? Because we, the body of Christ, and these ministers empty out of themselves the golden oil. That's throne room revelation. That's not a half egg of beaten olive oil in the sanctuary in the church age in Pentecostal. But it is golden oil, throne room oil. That is within the veil and the ministry voice of Jesus and tabern tabernacles and the Feast of Trumpets. The new thing, the new wine, the new oil wineskins that we must be made, that new oil for the lamp. That whenever the bridegroom calls, we can go in as it was in the days of Noah. He prepared that ark to the saving of his soul, and by doing so, he condemned the world through obedience. But after he completed the ark, God shut the door. He didn't shut it. God did. And then it was seven days, seven before God broke up the uh, great depth, the waters of the deep, and opened the windows of heaven, and it rained 40 days, 40 nights, and the waters prevailed upon the earth for 150 days, five months, which we see is the plague of the locusts in the fifth trumpet in Revelation 9. At the same time, of five months, 150 days. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. The Son of Man is the kingdom office. It's the ones that have the word. That's known him that's from the beginning. And they are the ones, known him that's from the beginning, that will be sealed in Revelation 7, the servants of God in their forehead. And they are the redeemed of the Lord, Revelation 14, having their father's name written in their forehead. And in Revelation 9, the fifth trumpet, and the, the key to the bottom was given to the angel, and it comes out locust that hurt men that have not the seal of God in their forehead. That's not national Israel, it's the church. And the plague went for five months or 150 days, just as it did in the days of Noah, where the waters prevailed upon the earth for 150 days or five months, prophetic months, 30 days, five months, 150, the same exact time in judgment. Judgment verse first begin at the house of God, and the righteous scarcely be saved. If it begins at us, it's the seal up among my treasures, saith God. Deuteronomy 32, the Lord will judge his people, repent himself of the evil, the tribulation, when he sees their power. Their power is gone, not Holy Ghost power. And there's none shut up or left. For what reason? That God will reveal that he is God and God alone, and beside him there is no other God. Now, he said, I know not any. I kill, I make alive, I wound, I heal. Shall there be evil in the city? And I, the Lord God, have not done it. This is the work of the ministry that God is doing now. Not going to, now. We say wars and rumors of wars. We see it everywhere. Now, I'm not talking just about brush wars. We're talking about wars right now. As, uh, the nations stand there 
and all wondering what is the move. Russia and the Ukraine, China, Taiwan, the Iranian proxy, there with Israel. We're seeing a time, a time of trouble, and wars and rumors of wars, the beginning of sorrow's birth pain. And the time is now for those to lift up, spare not, show my people their sin. And him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it's sin. You don't have to kill anybody. Light cheaters still simply not walking in the truth as he's in the light, the truth. And that's the reason why God has instructed us to do this, this uh, licensing with our streaming to the ministers with the Jesus Christ International Church for simply a fellowship of like-minded ministers. And uh, those that are called, we want you to be sure and calling and become one with us. And uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, then we'll have uh, the ones there that uh, want to meet the other ministers there. That'll uh, there we won't give out that information unless the others want it. Uh, the other ministers want to know and should know those that labor amongst us. And that reason by uh, who we know that's like faith and knowing the limb, limb, them that labor among us, that we know that we're walking in the light as he's in the light. We have fellowship one with another. That fellowship is blood flow with, with the brethren, the ministers, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And that is for the perfecting of the saints, and they must be in one mind and one accord. So we're seeing there that Paul, speaking of this, of this man, his unspeakable words, he's caught up to paradise, caught up. That carpezzo. That's the same way that John was caught up. Not a rapture. That's a false doctrine. In Revelation 4, verse 1. Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. And the man, I hear my voice open the door. I'll come and sit with him and he with me. Well, John, the door is open in heaven. First, we see that in Revelation 4, verse 1. That first verse. It says, there's a door open in heaven, a voice of a trumpet talking with me. That's the Feast of Trumpets. It's not Pentecost. It's a ministry voice of Jesus, a voice of a trumpet talking with me. The worldly, does, the world church, worldly church does not have that trumpet. They've got, they've got a cornet. We see it in Daniel, the third chapter, verse 5, 10, and 15. Three times it mentions the six instruments of the worldly church. In the plains of Dura, there's a 60 cubits high, six cubits wide, image that Nebuchadnezzar sets up and it makes a man and a head of gold, a breast of silver, arms of silver, loins of brass, legs of iron and feet of iron and mighty clay. Makes a man. That is a man of sin. That image to the beast. 60 cubits high, 60 cubits wide, but it does not have a trumpet voice. It does not have a voice of reproof, rebukes and corrects for the perfecting of the saints. It's rooty, tooty, fresh, and fruity. Tells them they're okay, and they charm them. You'll see that in Daniel 3. After that image is set up, there are music that heralds the worship to this beast. And it's smooth. Ice cream and lollipops. Candy-coated snacks, in other words. Itching 
ears, having hatred to themselves, teachers having itches, itching ears, telling them what they want to hear. Not reproving, rebuking, and correcting and for the perfecting of the saints. And to do that, you have to have a trumpet, the trumpet voice. The trumpet there is the voice of the Lord, the word of God, that will not return to God void. It will always accomplish that when it's sent. It's a trumpet voice. It's a clarion voice that pierces the heart, the spirit of man. But they don't have that. They've got a, starts out with something close to the trumpet. It's a cornet. Then it goes to a softer sound. Flute, harp, sackbolt, sultry, and a dulcimer, where it's so nasal, it'll charm a snake right along with the chaff with the wheat. The snake's right along with the people of God. So you got to come out and be you separate. The ones that hear the voice of the Lord must stand up and be counted. And... Lift up, spare not, show my people their sin. We're all called for the work of the ministry. Every believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, that's a true believer, walking in the light as he's in the light, it's called for the ministry, the work of the ministry. It's what we're all called for. Unto perfection, all of us. And we have to have that trumpet voice. John had it. John heard it. That ministry voice of Jesus, that spirit of prophecy, that testimony of Jesus, that's the things of truth. But it was given by the trumpet, the voice of Jesus, the trumpet voice. The worldly church doesn't have it. It's got a cornet, flute, harp, sackbolt, psalter, and dulcimer. Say it in Daniel 3, verse 5, 10, and 15. But Jesus is that clarion trumpet voice. It just says it was in Sinai. And God descended upon the mountain and it burned with fire. They heard the Lord speak. And the voice of a trumpet became louder and louder. Now the Lord has promised he won't shake the earth only. Yet once more he shakes not the earth only, but also heaven. A much louder trumpet voice. That all that can be shaken may be removed as of things that are made. Any man-made doctrine, man-made doctrine of the so-called Jesus will be destroyed, removed. Shaken, and those that things that cannot, the things of faith that cannot be shaken, may remain. We're the remnant of our seed that keeps the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. And seeing then that we have a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God with reverence and godly fear, for God is a consuming fire. But the consumption decree, the consuming fire, will overflow in righteousness. Isaiah 10. It says, the strange work of God, and bringing to pass this strange act in Isaiah 28. God's doing it now. Ministers, you need to get with us. God's doing it now. He's bringing us greatly forward ahead in the work of the ministry for those that have an ear to hear. God's doing it now. It's the cherubim shouting the mercy seat. Paul couldn't talk about it, particularly then, Isaiah, uh, there, and the, to Isaiah 8, to the law and to the testimony. If any man speak not according to this word, it's because there's no light in him. In Hebrews 9, 5, Paul states, I cannot particularly speak about these cherubim. Not time yet. These are the living creatures of Revelation 4 and Revelation 5. They're the ones that have the faith of Jesus. 
Isaiah 14, 12. I'm sorry, Revelation 14, 12. <laughs> That's where we are now. God's doing it now. Not going to be. Gonna. God gonna do it. He's doing it now. Well, take a look at it. Paul saw it. This man caught up to the third heaven. That Harpazo caught up, just like John was caught up. A voice of a trumpet talking with me, saying, come up hither, and I will show you things. It's not a rapture. I'll show you things that will come to pass hereafter. Those things are the things of faith. That is the testimony of Jesus. That is the spirit of prophecy. And that's exactly what Paul sees here, same as John did. And he says, he heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. For a man to utter? Well, these are things in the Holy Ghost. Those are fathers. I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that's from the beginning. Known him that's from the beginning. That's the word of God. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same as in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was anything made that was made. Things. Those are things of faith. We've, that are spiritual are to set our affections on the things above. That's faith. Not on the things beneath, which are of the world. The things which are seen are temporal. The things which are not seen are eternal. Of such a one will I glory. He's glorying in that. That is the last day work of the ministry that we're all called for. There are many things that we'll discuss. The work of the cherubim. The two olive branches. The two olive trees. The cherubim. 1 Kings 6.23 We find that they are cut out cherubim. We're going to see him. He's going to uncover the cedar work. We'll talk about the cedar work. What is the cedar work? The cedar is the walls of the most holy place in Solomon's temple. And in that we're going to see an engraving of an engraver, of a signet, a sign, and that is cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers. We'll discuss that. The work that we're going in greater in Revelation 8, according to the prayers of the saints and the coal for the fire of the altar cast down to the earth. And we see the trumpet judgments of God. And we'll see how the Manaha Am, a double camp in the Shalomite woman, the church, in the work of the ministry that God is using his body, the body of Christ and the judgments we see in Revelation 11. And how the seal of trumpets and judgments of God, even in the wrath of God, that the Lord will be doing and what it has to do with the body of Christ to us that are called and called by his name of whom the whole family of God in heaven and earth is named. Tune in. We want, you'll see the information on the screen. We want you to contact us. Those of you who are ministers and those of you that uh, want more in the depth of the word of God, uh, we will be putting... Uh, obviously, uh, the video's out for you. Tune into the podcast uh, there, Sealing God's People. 
We'll be discussing these things, but the ministers that join with us, you will be able to ask questions, your comments. We will be able to confer one with another. And for the work of the ministry in Arn Wits Arn, knowing them that labor amongst us for the perfecting of the saints. It's something uh, that there's safety animal to the counselors that God has, has impressed us on our heart to do. And we want to be obedient doing that. We're in the process of getting it up now, should have it in less than a week, and it will be out there. And we will show uh, that and keep you up to date as these things progress. And uh, the Jesus Christ International Church, those licensed with us, and the fellowship there, uh, there and the new licensing that we're doing for those that want to be uh, in affiliation with us in one mind and one accord. Well, uh, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.